0: Welcome to the Forward Church Podcast. We're so glad you joined us today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast to stay up to date with our latest episodes. Now let's get ready to dive into today's message. We know you'll be blessed.
1: Somebody give him a hand, clap of praise in the house. Amen. And I love these midweek settings when we can just come into God's house and just just worship him in in an intimate setting like this. You know, you understand that what true worship is in settings like this when it's not about you know having man I I love our Sunday morning worship set don't get me wrong I love our Sunday morning worship where you know we have the full band and it's just so energetic in here but when you come into a setting like this it really brings you back to what true worship is all about just just focusing our hearts and minds on the King of Kings and Lord of Lords and understanding and realizing that when when everything else fades out and when there's nothing else he is the one who's worthy of our worship yes. he's the reason why we gather together yes. and, and without him being at the center of everything can I tell you we've we've lost the point we we lose the, the focus we lose the mission we lose our effectiveness we lose our salt come on we lose uh, everything when he is not the center of everything and when he is the one that when he when he's not the one that we're singing god you're worthy of it all to then we we need to get our hearts back where they need to be come on because he's the main reason why we've here why we've gathered here tonight can i get a witness in the house amen give him a hand clap of praise you can be uh you can be seated real quick we're gonna uh i'm gonna go over a couple of announcements uh just to let you know that what we have going on here at Ford. Uh, First and foremost, I'm so excited because this Saturday uh, is men's breakfast and first Saturday prayer. How many of y'all are going to be here for men's breakfast and first Saturday prayer this Saturday? Come on. Uh, Some of y'all are scared to clap and say amen because you're like, Pastor, it's football kickoff, it's Labor Day weekend, you're thinking of all the reasons why you can't be here this Saturday. You know, uh, I love my dad. Shout out to my dad if, if he's watching tonight. But uh, he posted this thing on Facebook here uh, a few weeks ago. And I was like, Dad, only you have the, the guts to post that on Facebook. Uh, I almost shared it. But I was like, no, my church ain't ready for that yet. And uh, he, said, he said, church should be the reason why we miss everything else. Woo. Wow. Man, that is good. That is good. And so, uh, first Saturday prayer, men's breakfast, uh, it's going to be great. Uh, uh, just a heads up, men's breakfast. And also, uh, this Sunday is very special. How many of y'all know what this Sunday is? Next Step Sunday. Come on, how many of y'all are excited about Next Step Sunday? <laughs> Baptism, church membership, uh, whatever the case may be. Huh?
0: 13 invites for We've baptism We've got 13 so invites that's
1: been sent out for, for baptism. These are people who have recently made a decision or uh, uh, who have shown interest in being baptized and so we're waiting on responses. We I think we had baptism 101 tonight. Uh, so we're expecting a, uh, a good Sunday this Sunday and also next steps takes place during the 11 o'clock service so if you're interested in serving here at forward getting to know more about our church uh getting connected whatever the case may be get signed up for next steps which takes place during the 11 o'clock service um pastor brandon actually normally oversees that but i'm excited uh caleb uh and uh, i don't know if alexis is going to help help out maybe maybe not They're they're gonna they're gonna yeah the two are one so um they're going to be heading that up this Sunday so I'm excited about that. Uh, just really quick shameless plug, uh, you know we, uh, we, we are big about the, the vision God has given us here at Forward. Amen. With, it's a, we believe that it's a heaven sent vision. It's not a motto, it's not just a cool slogan, it's so much more than that. Uh, and we're, What is the vision? We're moving forward together. And so the next steps really helps us accomplish that vision that God has given us here. And uh, so, really quick, if you if you go through next steps, I encourage you, uh, serve, serve in the kingdom, uh, serve in the kingdom of God. You don't realize what kind of impact um, it can make in your life. You say, really, me serving makes an impact in my life? Yeah, because that's the principle of the kingdom of God. Um, you know, when when in need, give and that's the principle it's it's the opposite it's the principle of opposites uh and just really quick shameless plug how many of y'all love our kids ministries here i love our kids ministries shout out to our kids ministries if you go through next steps go ahead and mark that you're interested in kids ministries even if you're not interested in kids ministries just try it out for three months (laughs) yeah try it out for three months um Here's why we want to make Wednesday night, we want to, Wednesday, I, I've got to stop con- uh, talking like a country bumpkin up here. Uh, not Wednesday, uh, it's Wednesday. Uh, we've got to, to make Wednesday nights effective. And, and in order to keep these midweek services effective, uh, we've, got to have, uh, we've got to have kids volunteers, amen? We've got to have effective kids and, and student ministries on, on midweek. Uh, and I'm just gonna let the cat out of the bag. Uh, Pastor Jennifer, Miss Caitlin, uh, Miss Sarah—they were all—they um, were all just panicking about ten minutes before service tonight. She was like, uh, "I'm going over everybody who's blocked out this this weekend, Pastor. I don't know if we're going to have it this weekend or not. I don't know. If, it might just be one of, uh, one of those all together services this weekend. So, listen, I, I just want you to—I um, want you to flood uh, Pastor Jennifer, Caitlin, Sarah's—just flood their Facebook messengers with uh messages tonight uh that says hey i want to volunteer in kids church this weekend i want to volunteer in kids church this weekend and i guarantee you they'll get you plugged in all it's going to take is a quick background check because we don't want weirdos over there amen can i get a witness uh that's amen so quick background check we'll get you plugged in kids ministry we'll get you serving and uh and we'll we'll get everything everything going amen uh, we're going to dive into this tonight overcoming when you feel overwhelmed chapter 3 uh, I'm excited about this uh, we're not going to go through the whole chapter tonight we're going to go through half the chapter uh, this was a long chapter when we dove into it ourselves we were like there's no way we're getting through all of this tonight so we're going to split it uh, in half we'll cover cover the next half uh, in a couple of weeks but uh, if you don't mind let's go to the Lord in prayer and let's just ask God's will to be done for the remainder of this service tonight. pray with me God I love you And I thank you for this opportunity that we have to come together in your presence tonight. And I just pray, God, your anointing upon my wife and I as we share this message, God. I just ask, God, your anointing upon the ears and the hearts of this congregation that we would not just be hearers, God, but doers of your word. God, I pray, Lord, that none of us would leave here the same way we walked in. And I give you the glory, the honor, and the praise for it all in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Can we give Jesus one more hand clap of praise in the house? Amen. There you go. I'm sorry.
0: You always have to put your fingerprint yeah, on there. He has a unlock. spy computer <laughs> that only he can unlock. It's- i call it his spy computer yeah sorry so yeah i'm so excited this study has been incredible if you don't have the book jensen franklin overcoming when you feel overwhelmed so a lot of what we're teaching and saying tonight is directly from the book i encourage everyone to get it it is incredible it's really made a difference in our lives wave your hand if you've been enjoying the study if you've been reading the chapters absolutely we're getting a lot of feedback off of this study and we're really starting to dive deep into the steps that we need to take in order to overcome yeah, when we feel overwhelmed. Yeah.
1: the chaos of life. Yes. That's it. I, I wish,
0: like, yes, that I could <laughs> yeah. conquer all of these.
1: Conquer all of yeah, them.
0: Yes. So I never have to feel overwhelmed again. So tonight we're going to talk about look within. Look within. So do you know that the enemy sees you as a high value target? You're an HBT. You're an HVT. That describes um, an enemy combatant who has the potential to do great damage or create a disruption to operations. You're a high value target to the enemy because the more you know God, the more you love God, the more you serve God, the more you abide in God's word, the more you will become a high value target to the enemy. You're not a high value target when you're not doing the Lord's work. You don't bother the enemy then. But when you get your family in church, you start making your kids come to church. You start attending prayer. You start reading your Bible. Then the enemy, his sensors turn on. Yeah. It's like, boop, 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 high value target right there. They're pre, they're they're praying. They're they're reading their word. They're doing all these things. So when you're guaranteed to make hell's most wanted list, you're going to need some strategic um, survival and overcoming tactics. Okay. And I think that's our church. I think we have a church full of men and women of God who are men and women of faith. They're dedicated to the kingdom. They're dedicated to the faith. And so we know that the enemy's going to come against us, but that doesn't have to cause us to fear because God has given us everything we need in his word. And we're going to talk about one of those steps tonight to overcoming.
1: Right. So how many of y'all know a man in the Bible by the name of Simon Peter? one of the 12 disciples of Jesus so Simon Peter was one of many high value targets uh, of the enemy in the Bible so Luke chapter 22 and I'm not going to really really read this but I'm just going to reference this really quick Luke chapter 22 we find Jesus sitting at a table with his disciples and they're having a meal together called the last supper how many of y'all are familiar with this scripture so all of a sudden um, they're having this conversation. Jesus, you know, the disciples are asking Jesus, which one of us is going to be the greatest, this, that, and the other? And they're arguing over, uh, when, we come, when you enter into your kingdom, can I sit at your right hand, all this? And, and then all of a sudden, Jesus and, and Simon Peter starts having this conversation. And as the evening draws to a close, Jesus turns to Peter and calling him by his original name, Simon, Jesus lets him know that Satan desires to sift him as wheat. Now i want you to think about that because jesus is using terminology that simon peter would be uh familiar with right here that he would understand so let's look at that some translations actually use the word separate simon satan has desired to uh, desires to separate you and so meaning that satan's desire is to separate this disciple from jesus as one who would separate separate wheat from the husk so it's, it's this agricultural type um, um, conversation that Jesus is having with, with Peter right here for him to understand what Satan's desire for his life is. And can I tell you, and, and, and I don't want to get into your part tonight, but that's Satan's desire for your life yes. is to separate you, right. to divide you. To divide you and separate you from everything that is good in your life. And, and can I tell you, when you are a high value target, you can you can expect this from the enemy because that's what he is, his desire is for you.
0: Absolutely. And we know that later on, you know, that Peter denies Christ right. three times. And so this is before that. And Jesus is saying, Peter, Satan is going to try to separate you from me. He's going to try to separate you from the plans I have for you. He's going to try to make you separate your identity with someone from the kingdom than someone with the world. And it's the same thing that Satan does to us today. The enemy's goal is to sift us and separate us, okay? He wants to sift us and separate us from godly relationships, from godly colleagues. He wants to sift and separate us from family members. He wants to sift and separate our marriage. He wants to sift and separate and breed conflict in our life that will separate us from the right, the right crowd and connect us to the wrong crowd. Come on. He knew, Jesus knew that Simon Peter was going to be put in a position to deny him and then the shame that would come along with that and we know that with shame comes separation because when we feel ashamed, we isolate ourselves and we hide ourselves. And Jesus is saying, Peter, The enemy is who seeks to separate you. Hell is going to try to pull us away, just like it did Peter, from what God has destined for us to do. And the enemy does not care what it costs. The enemy has no concept of that. He does not care what it costs to separate you from not only God, but the plans that God has for your life. But how many of you know that God is greater? God is greater. And that the enemy sought to sift Peter. You know, Peter denied Christ more publicly than any other disciple, but he also proclaimed Christ. More publicly than any other disciple. And we know that in Acts 2, he was the one that stood up and declared the message. And the church grew. And so maybe if you're sitting here tonight and you're thinking, that's me. I have been sifted. I have been separated by the enemy. And I've allowed him to do that. Then don't go into hiding and don't go into shame. Know that the same Jesus that called Peter out is calling you out tonight. And he's saying, you don't have to be separate any longer. You don't have to be separate any longer.
1: So we went over Matthew 24 Last um, Wednesday night How many of y'all were here last Wednesday night Just wave your hand uh, The disciples was asking Jesus about the signs of the times The signs of the end times And, and he's, they, they said how do we know all of these things When will all these things take place Does Jesus answer their question No he does not He does not answer their, their question directly he, answers, he tells them what they need to know he doesn't tell. He doesn't. He doesn't tell them what they want to know. He tells them what we they need to know. I don't and, like it when he does that. I don't either. I don't like it when. When anyway, uh, he says first and foremost. He says take heed. Yeah. And so that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. Taking heed, looking within. Okay, that's the first step to overcoming. So we discussed that last week. The first thing that Jesus told his followers to do, <coughs> excuse me, regarding the signs of the last days was to take heed. That no one deceives you. Mm-hmm. This is our first step to overcoming. Take heed. See, we know what we know or don't know about the end times isn't nearly as important as who we are when Jesus returns. Amen to that. Can I say that again? Yeah, what we know or don't know concerning the end times isn't nearly as important as who we are. When he comes back. Yes. Or I'll put it this way what we don't know or don't know isn't nearly as important as who we know when he comes back. And so, how is your thought life? What is the condition of your character right now? How is your integrity? See, these are the questions that we need to be asking ourselves in these last days. Yes. As Satan desires to sift yes. you and I as wheat, yes. these are the most important questions. Absolutely. Not what or when, not what day. Not what da- yeah. uh, that, those things are going to take care of themselves. But personal holiness, listen, I preached on holiness Sunday. Personal holiness may not be the most thrilling of topics to discuss, but take heed. It's one of the most important battles you and I can ever fight as a Christian. Yes. We should be asking ourselves these things. How is my Is, is my character like the character of Christ? Yes. Am I becoming more and more like Christ every single day of my life? And if so, people should, should notice that and I should notice that. Yes.
0: The book said this, and I thought it was so powerful. Many of our spiritual battles are born of self-inflicted wounds. So there's a lot of times that we blame this person, we blame that person, we, br- we blame the Sunday school teacher, we blame our parent and the way they raise us, we blame our spouse. But many of the battles we fight spiritually are born of self-inflicted wounds. Because we fall into routines that hinder our growth. We fall into routines that hinder our growth. We invest our time battling on keyboards and behind screens instead of praying for each other. If I had a dollar for every Facebook warrior, I knew I'd be a rich gal. Do you hear me? But let me tell you, God doesn't wanted to clap on it. Nobody that. wanted to clap, but they thought of three. I, yeah, guarantee, I guarantee
1: you. I man. guarantee the
0: three of them just hit your mind, just like that. You know? But we need less
1: We're all brave behind the screen. Is the truth. We're all brave. Behind the screen, behind yeah. The, yeah. But
0: you know, you know what Jesus needs more some brave prayer warriors. It's some people that will pray in private and not post in private. Woo. If you're not praying about it, don't be posting about okay. it in Jesus' in name. Notes. That ain't in the note. That's free. You can just put that one in your pocket. Yeah. Take that one home with you. You know, but we fall into these really unhealthy routines that hinder our growth. And then we're like, it's the enemy. It's my spouse. Everybody's the issue. We check 24-hour news feeds because we're obsessed with trying to figure out what's happening in every part of the world. Okay? We finally had to tell Justin's grandmother, Ma, we love you so much, but you've got to get off the news. It's making your blood pressure high. Get off the news. news. But we try to connect the dots of our world with end-time prophecy in the Bible. While our neighbor may not even know that we love Jesus. So, what's important? That our neighbor knows we know ex- the exact day Jesus is coming back, or that our neighbor knows that we love Jesus in the first place? Wow. It's the ladder. It's going to be the ladder every time. I want my neighbor to know that I love the Lord. I may not have all the answers biblically. I may not have all the answers prophetically, but I love the Lord. And I live in a way that shows my neighbor that I love them. And that's what is important.
1: My feet already hurt tonight, by yes. the way. So here's a simple a question. One. Here's a simple question. How do we make looking within a priority? How do we make, uh, we're talking about taking heed, look within. How do we make this a priority? So when you compare the amount of time you listen to podcasts or scroll through social media last week to the time you spent in God's word, which one wins? That's
0: tough. Jensen just goes there. Jensen
1: goes there. Which one of these wins? So listen, don't get so busy with entertainment, politics, personal finances, and problems that you lose track of the one thing God told you to guard yourself your relationship with God see your goal is to endure to the end Jesus said he that endures to the end will be saved what is our goal to endure to the end and see your goal is to endure to the end and overcome in all the areas not just endure but also be an overcomer overcome in in all the areas in which you struggle know that what I like to call weapons of mass distraction Weapons of mass distraction will be thrown in your path to stop your forward momentum. Don't fall for them. Stay on guard. Look within and take heed. Because the enemy's goal, if anything, in stealing and killing and destroying is to distract you from the main focus. And the main focus is 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 are you where are we? So are Uh, where we need to be in our relationship with Jesus Christ.
0: Absolutely. And that's why the Bible says, take heed, look within, okay? And we do that by guarding ourselves. The book talks about this. The number one responsibility of every man and woman to look within is found in an Old Testament story that takes place on a battlefield. As you can imagine, a battlefield breeds continuous chaos. How many of you have ever lived in a season where you're like, I'm just continually in chaos, and you're tired, and it feels like you are living in the middle of a battlefield. Yeah. Well, in, this, in Old Testament times, the battlefield was full of blaring horns, clashing swords, the thundering of rumbling chariots, um, battle cries, death. It was a tough place. Every minute counted. Every minute was crucial. Every action, every decision, there were lives at stake. Now, in the spiritual battle that we wage in, our lives are still at stake. The sounds may be different. The times may be different. But we may be in a battle as well. You may be in a battle as well. And the enemy is gunning for you. So what can we do? We're going to look at 1 Kings 20 to find out. And that's where our text is going to come in tonight. So let's read that um, together. You're going to read that.
1: Yeah, the prophet, this is 1 Kings chapter 20. Verses 38 through 40, then the prophet departed and waited, waited for the king by the road and disguised himself with a bandage over his eyes. Now as the king passed by, he cried out to the king and said, your servant went out into the midst of the battle and there a man came over and brought a man to me and said, guard this man. Somebody say guard this man. Guard this man. Guard this man. if by any means he is missing, your life shall be for his life. Or else you shall pay a talent of silver while your servant was busy here and there. He was What? He was gone Then the king of Israel said to him so shall your judgment be you yourself have decided it Look at this scripture right here now I know that you've got to really get the whole chapter to put this into context, but this is in context of a battle a war that's 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 raging right here and the soldier in this passage really had one job, what was his one job? To guard what looked like to be a prisoner of war right here. There was a prisoner of war and the king came over to this soldier, he said, guard this man with your life and if you lose this man, you lose your life. Seems pretty serious, don't it? So the King James Version says it this way. It says, keep this man. The Hebrew word for keep is, is uh, shemar, which means to hedge about with thorns. How many of y'all have ever heard the, the, the phrase or praying the prayer, praying a hedge of protection around someone? You ever, you ever studied where that phrase comes from? I never studied where that phrase com, comes from, and I never uh, understood it until I dove into this study. It meant the, the original word captured the image of a sheepfold. So that shamar, the hedge about, it, it, it has to do with a shepherd guarding the sheep. And what he would do or what the shepherd would do would, would put a corral of uh, thorn bushes around the sheep to protect them from predators. So basically, they would put a literal hedge of thorn bushes, a fence, if you will, of thorn bushes around their sheepfold, around the flock, to protect the sheep from predators. And this is what basically the king was asking this servant or this soldier to do in this scripture. Guard this man. Keep this man. Basically, in essence, protect this man with your own life because your life depended on it. The soldier was was told to not, don't get distracted. Don't get distracted and to protect this prisoner as he would a flock of his own sheep.
0: Right, but what happens in the story? What happens? He loses him. Wow. He loses him. The soldier told the king that he he lost the prisoner. And I think about that exchange between that soldier and that king. Because I can only imagine how angry the king was and how upset he was. And how he probably said, okay, so what happened to make you lose this prisoner? It had to be something big. It had to be something, you know, important, right? I'm sure the king expected the soldier had some legitimate excuse on hand. Uh, Maybe he imagined that he had been... uh, he was taken hostage or, or someone came up to him with a sword and said, give me that give me the prisoner let him go but that was not the soldier's response. The soldier's response was I lost him because I was here and I was there. I was busy I was distracted. I was, distracted. I was here and I was there and the one thing I had to guard the one job you had one job had y'all seen job. those memes you had one job you had one job and um, but, but listen to this. The soldier wasn't lazy. The soldier was busy. The soldier wasn't a bad soldier. However, he was attacked by a weapon of mass distraction. Not a weapon of mass destruction. We're always looking for those. But sometimes when the enemy can't get us with those, those are a little too brassy and out there. What he will get us with instead is he will distract us with busyness. He will distract us with things that does not matter. And it will take our eyes off of the one job we have, which is to guard our heart, which is to guard ourself. And since he lost the prisoner, he lost his own life. And I
1: really think it's important for us to put this into perspective tonight because we lose sight sometimes of why we're even teaching this lesson. Overcoming when we feel overwhelmed. So put this into context of what we're talking about. Sometimes the reason why we feel so overwhelmed in life is because we put things on ourself and that God, that God never put on us absolutely. that overwhelm us yes. and then we oh Lord help me yes then we want to complain to God about being overwhelmed yes yes
0: I know I'll have a lot of girlfriends and they'll be like I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength and I'm like you absolutely can and you can absolutely say yes until you cannot yes anymore yes and that's not God your yes is not always God sometimes yeah. your yes is you sometimes your yes is your pride Sometimes your yes is not God, and when you find yourself in that position, you can become distracted, and you can you can lose yourself, you can lose your family, you can lose your lose your life, um, and that's what the enemy. I feel like more than anything in the culture that yeah. we live in, in this hustle culture, yes. is what the enemy. He's he's using weapons of distraction,
1: and then once we get so consumed with those things, we start neglecting the more important things, yes. and it's the more important things that actually make us an overcomer the very things that make us an overcomer are the things that we neglect when we start making ourselves distracted by putting on us all the things that don't matter I know that's a mouthful let me word it this way personal holiness is the battle of the 21st century man that is I, I know I'm preaching on holiness a lot But I think, man, it went hand in hand with what this book is is talking about. We must take account of our inner and our outer selves. Inner self and our outer self. Our outer selves consist of the flesh and our fleshly desires. Our inner selves is the internal place in our heart where the Holy Spirit is enthroned. And we must constantly keep inventory and keep each one in check. We have to guard both with diligence. See, our battlefield is the world we live in and the battles we live in day by day in our hearts and our minds. That's, that's, that's the battle that we're faced with is the, the external battles and these internal battles that take place within our hearts and within our minds day by day by day. And distractions is what the enemy uses to move our minds Away from what really matters, which is that we become more and more like Jesus every single day That's
0: so good. Our
1: first priority in, in our life every single day is Jesus Make me more like you. John said it this way. Oh that I may decrease and you may increase
0: Yes, and I was doing a study on holiness. We talked about this yeah. uh, Because I was actually in Pigeon Forge this weekend teaching at a ladies conference and I talked about this there and I, um, I read, and I forget um, what theologian it was, but he said, it was so great. He said, holiness is not something that we possess, but it's something that possesses us. Wow. And I thought that was so powerful. And it said that oftentimes, because I was teaching on the um, verse Um, be holy for I am holy and how I always heard that verse like a command like you be holy because I'm holy like that's how I heard it like that's how God said it but it's really an invitation and holiness is more than moral uh, purity but holiness means separate but God, in his separateness, right? The Bible says his ways are higher than our ways, his thoughts are higher than our, our thoughts. But instead of him setting up here in his higher ways and thoughts, he doesn't just put a big block around himself and say, You're down there and I'm up here. He says, Hey, you be holy for I'm holy. He invites us up. To be more like him It's not a command It's not a you do this and you do that And do this right and don't do this wrong That's how I heard holy living my whole life That's what I thought it was But it's an invitation It's God saying hey my ways are higher My thoughts are higher and you can have them too You can come up here with me Come up here with me And that's what this is all about Look within Am I coming up in the battle In the battle of this life You know just like battlefields are noisy our world and our individual lives can be so noisy we live in the noisiest generation with all like people have access to us all the time now you know what i'm saying everywhere you go you carry this thing with you and like there's a thousand people that can access you in any moment social network responsibilities your job hobbies uh you know anything and everything our lives are like they can be like that noisy bat- battlefield. And if we're not careful, what we will do is saddle our days with non-stop activity without intentionality and without guarding our life. And when we do this, we empty our soul of what's truly important. Mm. We empty our soul of what's truly important. And just like the soldier in that story, we're busy here and we're busy there. And we're losing the one thing we were supposed to guard, ourselves. This and that have to be done. Days turn into weeks, weeks turn into months, and then slowly you forget that your given task was to guard your relationship with Jesus, period, period. As believers, our number one assignment is to love the Lord with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind, and all of our strength. And then the next one, the Bible says is like it, is love our neighbor. But we can't even love our neighbor correctly if we're not doing the first one if we're not guarding our relationship with the lord and loving him first even the love others part is dependent upon you doing the first part right that's right and so sometimes you can get so busy doing the love others part and you don't get this one right first and that's how you wind up getting burnt
1: out yes so and solomon words it he I love the Song of Solomon, chapter 1, verse 6. The second half, verse uh, 6b, says, They made me the keeper of the vineyards, but my own vineyard I have not kept. They made me the keeper of the vineyards, many vineyards, but my own vineyard I have not kept. Here Solomon evaluates the mistakes he made in his own life, looking at his own family that, that was destroyed. Now think about this, sometimes God puts us in charge of others, but God has to remain our focus first and foremost. Sometimes God puts you in charge of others, God God puts you in charge of other things, God puts you in charge of ministries, to whom much is given, though much is required. And and so many times we can can get so... um, I guess consumed in focusing on the other vineyards that we fail to care for our own vineyard. And in our relationship with God, if our relationship with God goes unattended, as Solomon explains, other vineyards will spoil. So it's not just your vineyard that goes to spoil, it's everyone else's around you that, 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 that is really counting on you. And I know that seems heavy, but that's how important it is to guard yourself. To guard your relationship, to not get distracted, to not get so consumed with the things in life that don't matter. Sometimes what do we, I guess, what are we saying tonight? Sometimes you have to know when to set healthy boundaries in your life. And just sometimes you just gotta know when to say yes. no. No is a complete sentence. Absolutely. Somebody just needs to get that freedom tonight. Yes. You just need to receive that word. No is a complete sentence. Do not get distracted. It's easy to get caught up in this life and take our mind off our relationship with the Lord. By looking looking in, we take our mind off of worldly things and look to the Lord over all. Because God, God is Lord over all. He's Lord over your life. He knows what's best for you. He knows what's best for me. And can I tell you, we live our best life when we focus on him first and make him first. yes. And if yes. we're not making him first, we cannot expect to live a life of an overcomer.
0: Right. And the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness right. and all these other things will be added unto you. But we try to add the other things and try to yell at God, come along while I chase all these other things. But that's not the way it works. So if you think back to this story tonight that we read in 1 Kings, the soldier wasn't a bad man, he was a busy man. Does that sound familiar tonight? I want you to think about that. Is that you in your life? You know, when we remove the hedge of God's word, when we remove the hedge of his house, of his people, there is a day that we will eventually lose our focus of our first love and we may lose ourselves. Once we start removing those hedges, those things were meant to protect us and keep us safe, right? We have to look within, like we've talked tonight. And we've talked so much about that. And so you may be here tonight and you may say, well, how do I look within? And this is the, um, it's called the watch principle. If you're taking notes, if you don't have the book, if you have the book, you read it. And we're going to talk about this in depth, um, not next week, but the week after next but we are gonna give you these tonight as we go into our time of prayer because we wanna pray through these and they're gonna, I think they have um, this on the screen. Yeah, the watch principle. So there are five aspects of your life that you need to watch in order to overcome when you feel overwhelmed. Number one, you need to watch your words. The Bible says that life and death are in the power of your tongue and those that love it will eat its fruit that's what the Bible says yeah. not just what you speak in here but what you speak out there what you speak at your workplace what you speak with your, your friends your spouse, your children okay, watch your words watch your attitude watch your attitude because from the overflow of your heart your mouth is going to speak watch your attitude watch your temptations because we all have them we all have temptations and the enemy's not going to tempt you with what he tempts me with Because he knows where I'm tempted and he knows where you're tempted. So you need to be on guard with where you're tempted. Okay, you need to watch your temptations. You need to watch your character. Who are you when no one's looking? What are you doing when no one's watching? Watch your character. Because there are people watching. And most of the time it's your children. Watch your character. And lastly, watch your household. Watch your household. Your family matters. Your family matters. Look after your family. Fight for your family, not with your family. Fight for your spouse, not with your spouse. Fight for your children, not just with your children. Watch your household. So, we're going to go into a time of prayer tonight, and I'm going to. We hope you've been blessed by today's message. Make sure to subscribe to stay up to date with our most recent episodes. To find out more, visit us at ForwardChurchOnline.com. There you can connect with us, learn more about our ministries, and submit any prayer requests you may have. We hope you join us again soon.